Talking Freedom Monument Boys Basketball with Coach Michael Wells on the Jim Davis Show. And Wildcats Coach Michael Wells brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Michael Wells joins us. Michael, always appreciate it. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Well, the, uh, the sun continues to shine on the west end of the valley for your basketball team. Another great day for the Wildcats. 19-0. You went to Grand Junction last night. You get the win against the Tigers. Uh, it sounded like Dutch's team did a, did a decent job on you defensively in that game last night, but, uh, but Jet Wells uh, scores 15 points for you. You're 19-0, and you, you go to Grand Junction and get the victory. I believe the, the last time that uh, you'll play at Old Grand Junction High School for the for the Tigers or the Wildcats in that gym. Yeah, it was man, shout out to the community and the students and everything. It was such a cool environment. Um so many good memories in that gym. Has to be one of the loudest places in the state to play. I mean, even in a timeout you're trying to talk to your guys and you're screaming at the top of your lungs and and no one can hear you and no one can hear anything and um just a neat thing for those kids to experience. It's going to be a place I think everybody'll miss. Um you know, down the line, be hard to duplicate, you know, in the new school. But, you know, Dutch is doing a great job with that program, and, and he got a late start, and they just get a little bit better each day. And, and when you play your rival three times and, and everybody kind of knows what you're going to do, and and it was, you know, a little slow early, just kind of a feeling out process. And, and uh, you know, Dutch group did a good job, and our guys just kind of withstood that that initial initial punch and, and kept our – you know, kept our composure and, and found some ways to get some buckets out. And, and eventually in the second half, we were lucky enough to extend the lead. Yeah, you get the 13-point win. You, you sweep all three games. Of course, you faced each other in a non-league game out at the, the Palisade Holiday Tournament. But uh, you're right. I mean, each each score, they got a little bit closer. Uh, and that's also going to be a byproduct, too. If you, you play a team three times in a season, they're going to learn your strengths and weaknesses. And that, that third matchup is going to be uh, uh, even more competitive, as was the case last night. Yeah, I mean, they just have such great length and, and size. They were really physical with us, um, you know, and, and, you know, we didn't execute a lot of stuff great on the offensive end, but, you know, I also didn't run a lot, you know. It, it's hard to, in that environment, you know, to yell something to the other end of the floor and, and for the guys to hear it. And so and we really kind of just tried to, to run our motion stuff, and, you know, they gap everything, and, you know, and they're going to focus on DT and Daniel a little bit, and, you know, Isaac Belknap hit some big shots early and, and you know, kind of kept us, you know, right where we needed to be. But, you know, it was just – it was kind of a feeling out period and um, just just a tough one. I'm glad we don't have to play him again, that's for sure. Mentioned Daniel Thomas and DT, 12 points last night to go along with Jet Wells, 15 points to lead the Wildcats to their fourth league win, undefeated in a league play at 4-0, 19-0. And I just, you know, 19-0, that's just – that's a number that you know. You go back to when Central won state. I believe they went undefeated that year. With Steve Phillips and Matt Anway and and Jason Frank and and that group out there. But I mean, nineteen and zero is just an incredible start. And like I said, it's it's a hard number to, to to wrap your mind around. Considering this is your first year coaching the boys, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, them learning what what you want to do on the offensive end buying into your philosophy on the defensive end, Michael, that that's just, I mean, this is a dream scenario probably doesn't cover it, right? When you're, when your team's 19 and 0. Well, for sure. It's, it's, 
I mean, it's beyond what, what I expected. And, you know, you and I talked a little bit last week at the game out at our place against Montrose. You know, I, I haven't even really, you know, taken time to sink it in because we're just trying to move on to the next one and, and trying to focus, you know, now our attention to Central on Friday. And, um, you know, I think when the season comes, you know, ends wherever that is and, and whatever that looks like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll step back and, you know, hopefully be able to appreciate it more. But, you know, this group lost a game against Junction at home last year, which kind of sent the season spiraling a little bit and, and you know, dropped them from a, an RPI position where they wanted to be. And, you know, it's kind of been a focus of ours all year is to not let that happen and, and really just try and keep ourselves focused on the next game and the next game and not look past anybody and, and understand, you know, since Christmas break we've talked about this, you know, the game against us is going to be circled on everyone's calendar, you know, until someone beats us and, um, you know, you just don't have the time to appreciate it. And, you know, I hope the guys are, are enjoying it while they can, but we're really trying to just pay attention to the next chapter and, and uh, you know, keep our focus there because we have bigger goals in mind at the end of the season. So you have Central coming up on Friday night. Uh, you also have them, uh, you know, coming up in a couple of weeks as well. So at it's your place, there'll be the Wildcat Hall of Fame inductions coming up on Friday night. Uh, you, you mentioned the environment last night with the last game between – Junction and Fruita Monument in the old uh, Tigers gym. Out at your place, Friday night's going to be electric with the, the Hall of Fame inductions and uh, scoring off against the Central team that is right now, you know, contending for the league title. They they did suffer the loss last night. They're they're two and two. They lost at Montrose, but uh, you know, for that Central team and John Sedanich, uh, close loss at Montrose last night. That uh, they would love to hand you your first loss this season. Period and maybe claw their way back into the league ch- uh, championship chase a little bit? Well, no question. Um, you know, it'll be a great environment at the Hall of Fame. It's also senior night for us, and um, it, it's just they're, they're one of those teams that scores, you know, they're pretty balanced across the board. I think they have three or four guys in that eight- to nine-point range. Um, and, I, you know, I think they're one of the few teams that, that maybe we play in the league that, you know, maybe doesn't have size over us, but can match our speed. And, and, you know, that's really where we've tried to neutralize the size advantage other teams have on us is to try and get out and run. And, you know, central presents a different issue because they're, they're pretty athletic. They're, they're pretty skilled as well. Um, they shoot the ball great. And, you know, they played this group tough twice last year. I think one of them was an overtime or double overtime and then another close game at their place. And so, um, you know, we just played Junction in about a 10, 12 day stretch twice, and now we got them in the same, in the same breath. And so, you know, you, you try to be able to position yourself to, to be successful and, and, you know, also try to save a wrinkle for the next time that you play them. And, um, you know, it'll be a great challenge for our guys. I know the Central kids will be ready and, um, you know, Coach Danish does a great job and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot riding on it. So hopefully it keeps us motivated and not looking past anything as well. I believe Cam Renning had uh, 18 against Montrose. He's been, been playing really, really well this season for John. Yeah, I ran into his parents at the Palisade tournament. You know, of course, we spent a lot of years going against, you know, Leah on the girls' side, and I'm just really kind of tired of going against Reddings. I can't wait till they all graduate because they're just <laughs> such good basketball players. And, um, you know, Cam's a phenomenal player. You know, being around Jet and stuff, we've we've been familiar with Cam through middle school and and some of those sorts of things. And so, you know, obviously he makes the deal go, and we got to find a way to neutralize him. But they also got some great other pieces, and and with Ryland back this year, you know, they got an inside element that maybe they haven't had in the past either. 
So, Michael, I have to ask you about a play I saw on Facebook. I mean, he's down in Durango, where I believe it was DT Daniel Thomason, dunked the ball, and then it came out of the cylinder, and they they said it was, they didn't count the basket. Uh, and I believe it was uh, DT's dad that was kind of looking for officials to, to get their opinion on it. Can you take us through that play? Because that was kind of a bizarre play, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really weird. It's not like anything I've ever seen. And even the officials in Durango kind of said the same thing. It's like, you know, what do you do? But, you know, we we got a rebound off of a missed shot of theirs and, and Jet threw a long pass up to Wilson um, up the sideline just to the right side, and he immediately lobbed it to Daniel. And, you know, Daniel went you know went up, got the lob, dunked it through, and, and somehow it got, you know, it went through the rim but somehow got, you know, tied up in the net kind of weird and, and swung around and popped out. And, uh, you know, they they grabbed the ball, took it out, and, and shoot, dribbled three or four times up to half court before I think the officials kind of clicked. Is like, did that come out? And, and you know, they got together and ended up not counting the bucket. And, you know, I've, I've asked for feedback from it on a number of occasions because, you know, usually you can't afford to give up two points in Durango. Fortunately, we didn't need them that day. Um, but I've got, you know, a ton of different interpretations from it. And it was certainly a, a weird play, but that particular basket that night and that net got caught around the rim several times. So I don't know if it was a little long or a little loose, but certainly bizarre and, and something you don't see every day. But, you know, fortunately we didn't need the bucket because um, we were ahead by a lot. But, you know, that just bizarre in general. And I still don't know if it was a basket or not. Yeah, because you're right. I've watched the video. Daniel dunks it down and goes – you know, through the rim, uh, in, in the cylinder, and then the net kind of gets, like you said, tangled up under it and kind of just spits it back out. And then they, yeah, they it, it was just kind of, yeah, it was a really bizarre play. Yeah, you know, to me it was a basket. I thought it was all the way through, but, yeah. um, you know, I also thought Tom Brady fumbled when the tuck roll came into play, so shows you what I know, um, you know, and, I, I, you know, I hope, I hope we never run into it again, but um, it's caught a lot of people off guard, certainly bizarre. No doubt about it. Of course, we'll have uh, coverage Friday night uh, for the Monument.